0: Oh come on, do it better, do it better, do it better, hallelujah.
1: Praise the name of the Lord. Let us bow our heads and let's pray. Gracious Father, we are so grateful to you for another time in your presence. We thank you very much that every time you have something new to say to us. Today, even as we have come to learn from the feet of the Holy Spirit, you open our understanding and you give us revelations out of your word. We pray for our brethren who are yet to be here, wherever they are coming from. May their steps be ordered and be led by your Spirit into your presence tonight. This is what we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. we have been looking at the subject of faith last week first last two weeks we look at the mechanisms of faith last week we look at the sense of faith and tonight i want us to turn our bibles to the book of romans chapter 4 verse 17 to 22 romans chapter 4 now i want you to understand the subject of faith So I am coming to you from different angles, different dimensions, so that you appreciate the essence of this subject called faith and how important the subject of faith is to the believer. So in the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 22, the Bible says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God. You see the word, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also he was able also to perform and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. So tonight I want to talk on the subject, the reality of faith. The reality of faith. Now I want you to know, to understand that all Christian all that the Christian life entails is a life of faith. All that the Christian life entails is a life of faith if you take faith out of Christianity what you have is religion what you have is religion faith is a very essential part in the Christian life why because in the book of 1st John chapter 5 verse 4 the Bible says that this is the victory that overcame this world he said for whatsoever is born of God overcome this world and this is the victory that overcometh this world even our faith so whatsoever is born of God whatsoever is born of God now I want you to understand he didn't say whosoever is born of God if he had said whosoever is born of God it would have been limited to human beings but then he said whatsoever so businesses that are born of God relationships that are born of of God ministries that are born of God lifestyles that are born of God whatsoever is born of God overcome this world you must let that be in your mind are you born of God you are an overcomer is my ministry born of God is my ministry an overcomer is my relationship born of God no matter what the devil does we are overcomers because once it is God that gave birth to that idea that dream, that relationship that ministry that life Satan can do nothing about it it may attack you but he cannot defeat you because God will not give birth to something for the devil to destroy it, he dare not They're not. If you were born, that is the reason why we tell people make sure you are born again. If you are born again, there will be attack, there will be storms, but you won't go down. If your ministry is born of God, if you're married, the woman that you got married to, the man that you got married to, if you are not motivated by lust, but you prayed and it is God that moved your heart to marry that person no matter the storms that the devil bring, you will overcome. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes this world. Then he said, this is the victory. Everyone said, this, this is the victory. Say it again. This is the and what is the victory? This is the victory that overcomes this world. The world. Even our faith. So, those that walk in faith are victorious and are overcomers. It takes walking in faith to be an overcomer and a victorious Christian. So, a Christian who doesn't know how to walk in faith will be defeated in life, will be a defeated Christian if you don't know how to walk. And that's the reason why the subject of faith is a subject that you must sacrifice everything to understand. Because it's your life. The just shall live by faith. It's your life. Just like oxygen is your life. Faith is the life of the believer. If you, have, if you don't have oxygen, you cannot exist. If the believer is not working in faith, he can't live the Christian life. Because many things will come against you. And it takes the life of faith. And it, I told you that faith is not a blind leap into the unknown. Faith is not, oh, I'm closing my eyes and let me jump. And then you hope that God will sustain you. You will crash. God doesn't sustain people he has not commissioned. Anything God has not integrated. eh? Anything that God has not initiated, he will not integrate. So God must start something before he can defend it. He is only committed to his promise. So what you are believing God for is it part of his promise? That is what God is committed to. He watches over his word to perform. So if God has not promised you something and it is not in his word and you are believing God that eh, somebody will lose his job and they will put you there or somebody, somebody should die God should kill somebody so he can marry his wife. Is it in the Bible like so it's not in the Bible. God will not answer that. If you get an answer, I bet you I know where the answer came from. It will come from heaven. It will come from the pit of hell. Because it is not in his word. What? So if you want a miracle, read the Bible. Find out what God promised in his word. Stand on it and pray. Say, Lord, this is it. It is in your word. Meditate on it until you get into your spirit, man. Begin to speak it and begin to say it, and begin to pray about it, and pray it into being, it will happen once it is in God's word. God, faith has its base on the word of God. Where there is no spoken word, faith does not operate. Amen. So, whatever is born of God, overcome the word. So, this is the victory. So, faith is the mystery behind the victorious life. Is a mystery behind the When you meet somebody who is who is a victorious Christian, it is because that person is working in faith. That's all. And God is not partial. Whether you are a pastor or you are an usher, God will deal with you on the basis of faith. The same faith that an usher need or an ordinary member need to be healed. The same faith the pastor needs to be healed. God will not say you are a pastor so you don't need faith. The same faith. So if you are a pastor, you are teaching people faith and you don't know how to live by faith, you will die and the people will live. God is not partial. His principles are his principles. The just shall live by his faith. Amen. If you refuse to breathe, you will die. So if you refuse to live in faith, you will die. So faith is like an oxygen, just like prayer to the believer. You must pray to live. You must have faith to survive in the new life that God has called us to live. So, one thing that you must understand is that there is no killer like fear. People who die, they die because of fear. Fear is a killer. Faith gives life. Fear gives releases death faith produces life fear releases death those who walk in fear do not survive so when fear knock at your door send faith to answer him I say what when fear knock at your door send faith to answer him. Because as an the antidote, there's nothing that fear fears like faith. So, an overcomer is somebody who understands this mystery. The mystery of faith. So, fear simply means false evidence appearing real. The evidence is false by trying to prove that it's real. You know, that is sometimes in your room, you see some images, eh? you, uh, you, but those images are not real. But they try to, you know, so that is fear. Fear, F, E, A, R. False for F, evidence for ye. A appearing, ye are real. So false evidence appearing, real. So what makes you afraid? That's not even as it exists. Some of you, you are thinking of your future. How about, you are a lady. How about when I marry and I don't give birth? You are not even married though. You are thinking of you not give birth. That is fear. False evidence appearing. Okay, okay, you see that, but do you know why I'm thinking? So you see, I have an aunt, an aunt my friend. You aunt. Does he have the same covenant you have with God? Okay, there are a lot of aunties also who are broken through. Why don't you compare yourself to the ones that have broken through? And you are comparing yourself to the one who have failed. Even your own family, you, there is an aunt that's broken through. Why do you choose to compare yourself to the one who is failing? I hope you understand what I'm talking about. So, it's very crucial that you understand how faith operates, the realities of faith. Faith is a very crucial element in our Christian life. So, so, fear does not exist. Circumstance is defined as a fact or event. Fact or events of life. Facts or events of life so example pain, harsh, or suffering these are facts. these are events of life pain hardship, suffering they are facts of life yeah, you see it with your eyes so that will cause circumstance they are facts. you see it every day the reason why people tend to believe in circumstance rather than the word of God is because They see it every day. They feel the pain. They see the suffering all around us. So that is what makes the voice of circumstance more powerful and make it more real than what God is saying to you. The voice of circumstance can be so strong and powerful because you can see it. It comes with evidence. You are seeing people suffering. You yourself, you are feeling the pain. You are feeling the pain. You are suffering. Pastor, what is that pastor talking about? Uh, he said what? The circumstance is not real. I am feeling it. You say it's not real. Come and see what is happening to my body. So do you know why you are feeling it? Because you have lived with it. You it's it's it, 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 it real. It is it is it is it is in a, I mean it is it's a fact. It's a fact. So we, we normally tend to hear the voice of circumstance more than the voice of God. But you see, circumstance will always contradict God's way. They, are, they don't agree. Circumstance and the word of God as they agree. Like sight and faith. What faith will be telling you Sight will refuse it. You say, "No, it's not right. That's not true." Sight is showing you an image that you can touch, tangible image. Faith is showing you something that is look far away, and so the one that fat is showing you seems to be more real to you because it is before you. Remember this: fat contradicts. Sorry, um, uh, circumstance contradicts faith contradicts the word of God it contradicts God's word you must understand that so that when you understand this you then you it will be easy for you to know what what is faith and how how to walk in faith so all that we are talking about here is that uh for example in the book of exodus chapter 3 verse 8 let's look at what is there God promised the children of Israel that is sending them into the land of flowing with milk and honey Yet they failed to enter into this land because of unbelief. Now look at it. And, and, I am, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land. You see now, unto a good land and a large, and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites eh? and the Amorites and the Peresites. Uh, parasites and the Havites or Hivites and the Jebusites so God said I am taking you from this land and I am sending you to the other land a land that is a beautiful land that is flowing with milk and honey but the original people received the promise only two of them entered so all the thousands of them that were taken from Egypt they died in the wilderness. And the Bible said that, that happened because of unbelief. If you choose to walk in unbelief, no matter the promise God has given you, it will not happen. Many have received powerful promises and they are in their graves without the fulfillment. And they say, Oh, the prophet was a prophecy was a lie. It was not a lie. Unbelief will deprive you of your promise. That is the reason why you must understand the realities of it. What is faith? How do I walk in faith? If you understand how to walk in faith, you will be victorious in life. This is the victory that overcomes this world. Even our faith. Habakkuk said the judge shall live by his own faith. The judge shall live by his own faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 19. What caused their unbelief? What caused their unbelief? Why couldn't they enter the promised land? Circumstance. Now look at what I will say in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 19. So, look at it. So, we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. You see now? Read it and see. Look into your scriptures. And so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. God said I'm taking you into the promised land. And they died. Why do they die? They never entered the promised land. It is their grandchildren eh? and their children that entered the promised land. Them, Their parents couldn't enter the promised land because they, they do not believe the promise that God gave them. Now, what caused their unbelief? Circumstance. What was the circumstance? The pain. The, the 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 attacks. The suffering. Are you with me? The sufferings. The pain. Can I tell you something? If you want to walk in faith, you must not live by feelings. The five senses. Are not for the unbeliever to live with. We don't depend, let me say, we don't depend on the five senses to live our Christian life. That's why we must we are not moved by what we see. We don't live by sight. We are not moved by what we feel. We are not moved by what we hear. When Dr. told to, tells you, hey, this, this thing is, is proving that. It's dangerous. What is happening to you is dangerous. You heard it. You say, thank you, doc. But it is not dangerous. God have it under control. By his stripes I'm healed. And you don't just say it like that. You believe. You believe. Because we are not moved by what we hear. We are not moved by what we see. We are not moved by what we feel. These are the five senses. Remember, there is the sixth sense. We looked at it last week. And what is the sixth sense? The sense of faith. We live by the sixth sense. The sense of faith. So the unbeliever will say, You see, can't you see the way the country is going? Can't you see the economy situation? And then you say, What is it? I cannot see. Yes, are, you, are, you, are you blind? Yes. Those who walk in faith are blind to what is happening around them. Because we are seeing something that you are not seeing. I am seeing the promise. And so what I am seeing is based on what God has told me, not this based on what is happening. So I refuse to see what is happening around me. I am seeing what God told me. Every man and woman who walk in faith had pain, went through suffering. Read the Bible and look at the kind of suffering Apostle Paul went through. All sorts of suffering, eh? all kinds of suffering. Eh? Apostle Paul, <laughs> he went went through all kinds of suffering. You think you are suffering? Go and ask Paul. Sometimes you read the Bible, you think they ask for them, <laughs> they walk in the air. The the things they went through. If you like, read the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and you see what they went through. Some of the things they went through. And then read the episodes of Apostle Paul. So, what does that tell us? The fact that you're working in faith does not relieve you from the realities of life. Circumstances. we will be confronted by circumstances. But you see, the difference between those who work in faith and those who are confronted Circumstances. Now, listen very carefully. The children of Israel, their greatest mistake was that they allowed what they saw on the land to overrule the word of the living God. That is how they entered into unbelief. They allowed sight to cancel the promise. What they saw, what did they see? They saw the giants. They saw the sons of anarchy, and then they forgot about the promise, "I am taking you to the land." They forgot about that one. So, what you what you see, okay, what you magnify become bigger. What you magnify become bigger. If you magnify, oh, this is Satan, 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 Satan. This is the devil, the devil, the devil. The works of the devil will be bigger than the works of God what you magnify becomes bigger so if you magnify god's promise god's promise will become bigger and swallow the devil's works in your life if you magnify the devil's work it will swallow the promise of god in your life and this will happen to the children of israel they allowed what they see uh, what they saw the circumstance prevailing the prevailing circumstance around them they were looking at difficulties they saw situations that contradicts the promise and they allowed those situations to overrule the promise that God gave them. And because of that, unbelief was able to introduce, they were, I mean, was able to they, uh, access their, their uh, you know, they, uh, they opened the, the door. They opened the door wide for unbelief to enter. And so once unbelievers entered, then they were deprived of the promise. They missed the promise because of their unbelief praise the name of the lord so in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 look at what the bible says for we walk by faith not by sight everybody say we walk by faith say it again not by sight say it again can i hear you say it aloud We walk by faith. Everybody say, we walk by faith. Say, I walk by faith. faith. Not by sight. May God give you understanding of this statement. I walk by faith. Do you know what it means? It means that I close my eyes to this present prevailing circumstance and I look up to the promise of God. That's what it means. I refuse to see what is happening around me. I'm looking after what God has promised me. I refuse to see what is happening around me. I refuse. Don't say, but can't you see? Can't you see? I, say, I refuse. I can't see it. Because we do not walk by sight. I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. What does it mean to walk by faith? Working by faith simply means, and I want you to understand this, very important. People of faith have pain and difficulties, but the difference is that they feel the word. They feel the word and believe more in what God has said than the difficulties. They also go through pain. They also experience discomfort. Those who walk in faith. If somebody tells you that because of faith, I've never experienced faith, he's a liar. You go through got, all the things that people, ordinary people go through. We also go through that. But we feel the word more. You see now, I don't feel the circumstance, but I feel the word more. Amen. Very important. Very, very important. Amen. And believe more in what God has said than the difficulties around me. What has God promised me? That is what I am looking up to. I know that a a is that what Asanti says? Say a a hey, no matter how much it boils, when you put it out of the fire, it will one day cool down. E-we-a-be-ju. So I believe in what God has promised me. Not what is happening around me. That is how you walk by faith. You set your eyes on the promise of God. So the Bible says that in Hebrews 11 verse 1 that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So so, pastor I need to see before I believe. You are an unbeliever. Unbelievers see before they believe. Christians believe before they see. Blessed is the man who have not seen but yet believe. That's what Jesus said. Blessed is the man who have not seen but yet believe. The unbeliever says seeing is believing. How many of you have heard that? Seeing is believing. That is unbeliever's philosophy. But in the Christian community, we say believing is seeing. For example, Jesus told us in the book of uh, Mark, uh, Mark chapter 11 verse 23 and 24 that if we pray when we pray if it said if, if whatever we, we we say okay whatever we say eh, eh, and we believe we should believe whatever we say in prayer whatever we ask God in prayer we should believe that we have received it eh? so the, the, verse 24 he said therefore I say unto you whatever things you, uh, soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So it means by the time that you are saying, I receive, I receive, it is not in your hands. You need to now look at it again. Mark eleven twenty-four. 24. Jesus said, Therefore, I say unto you, whatever things, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that ye have received them. Believe that you have received. Ah, I don't have the thing in my hands. You say, I should believe that I have received them. That is how faith operates. Believe that you have received them. Oh, I have received them. Ah, And then start walking like you have received them. Start behaving as if you have received them. And then you will have them. Somebody has prayed, finished praying, powerful tongues, and then after the prayer, I mean, somebody asks him, how is it? <laughs> hmm. 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 It's, it's, it's as it is. It's like the mountain is refusing to... <laughs> you finish yourself. You just finish yourself. Bible says, anybody who doubts must not think he will receive anything from God. If you're doubting nothing, anybody who doubts should not think he will receive anything from God. So after you have prayed, they actually say oh praise God. Praise God. It has come. What has come? My baby. My visa, my car. Can't you see it? And then you start walking as somebody who's traveling tomorrow. You start talking I mean you understand that. Because Jesus said believe you have received it. And then it shall. And he said, and then he said, you will have them. You will have it. Or you have them. So, at the time you are believing, you say, I have received them, it's not in your hands. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence you don't see. You don't need evidence to believe. You don't need the physical evidence to believe. What is the substance of things so far? Spiritual substance. The things that you are trusting God for, you just believe that you have received them. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Are, Are you understanding me? Are you understanding these teachings? Praise the name of the Lord. So, faith and hope goes together. You cannot say you have faith without having hope. Hope provides you patience to wait until the promise is fulfilled. So, you need hope in addition to your faith. If not so, you end up like Abraham did. You must have hope. Very, very important. So, faith is a firm persuasion and expectation that God will perform all that he has promised to us. Let me say it again. Faith is a firm persuasion where without a shadow of doubt, you know, you are convinced that hey, this thing will not fail. God has promised me he will never fail me. You just believe that what God has promised you Is able to perform. He will perform it. Amen. So, the world city, the giants, and the strong men, and their largeness are nothing to be compared to the word of God. The children of Israel should have seen that. That when God said, I have given you the land, it includes the giants, the world city, and the strong men. God has given you the land. When God said, I am giving you... God said, I give you the visa. God said, yeah, you will be traveling. As for all your enemies. God has taken care of them already. Once God said, you have received... I have given you the visa already. It means he has taken care of all the witches in your family who will try to prevent you. He has dealt with them already. So it is not your business to start thinking about them. It is your business to start thinking about God's promise. God... Promise that he has given you, and start thanking him for it. (coughs) So you ignore the presence of your enemies. Once God has promised you, they don't matter anymore. They are no more in the the equation. You don't add them to the equation. Once God has promised you, we we, nobody is denying the existence of witches and wizards. Nobody is denying the existence of enemies. But once God has spoken. Eh? Just like Joshua said, they are bread to us. Once God promised you, your enemies become bread. They'll do you know what is bread? Is a pray. Just bread. Bread to us. They are trying to have departed from them. Once God said, I am with you. Fear not. I am with you. I will go with you. Your enemies are powerless. Say, hey, God, you say you go with me, but ah, about that giant at the corner there. That is where the problem is. The giant at the corner there, what does that have to do with you? If God says, I am with you, I will go with you. I am going with you, I am with you. What is your problem? Being afraid of a giant or a witch in your father's house. But you see, when God, some of us, when after God has promised us, we still look around and say, but you wanted them all to vanish at once. And when you turn, they are still there. They say, about the man at the corner, they have heard so much about him. He's the one who killed my great-great-grandfather, my friend, Sharaf over there. Sharaf over there. That is unbelief. That is unbelief. When God said, I'm with you, you say, oh, you are with me. Oh! But somebody tell you, but be careful. That man is powerful. You say, Were you not here when he cut somebody's head? <laughs> do you know why you say poo? Because God has given you assurance. I, get, I gave you some illustration some time ago. Let me do it again. Many years ago, I gave you this illustration. In this. Now, here was this small boy who has a, a bully in the school. And this boy, this big boy would always bully this boy collect his food and this boy will go home empty. And if the boy tried to protest, it will beat him up. The boy sees him coming, he will run away. But one day, the bully was coming towards the boy to come and bully him. He was expecting that the boy would run away as usual. But to his surprise, the boy became so confident I started confronting him. He said, you can't do anything if you like. If you like, I'll beat you. You can't do anything to me. You can't, I'll beat. And so the guy was confused. Is it the same boy that I've been bullying? What has become of him? He said, if you like, if you like, try and see. Try and see how how I'll beat you here. The boy became confused and he became more angrier. But do you know why the boy, not knowing his senior brother, was coming from behind the, the bully? And because the boy has turned his back, the bully has turned his back, and he is facing his way, he's seeing his senior brother behind the man coming. And he knew that by the time this boy will try to strip off his hand, the senior brother will hold him from the neck. He knew that. That is where our boast and our confidence will be. Our senior brother is always around. Jesus is our senior brother. And that's what the Bible says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So all the fufu we are doing is not because we are strong, it's because our senior brother is around. I hope you understand that. Jesus is around us. And he has given us a promise. He said, Look, I'll beat there. I'll beat the enemy for you. Go. Behold, I give you power. You go. If they try to attack you, I'll beat them for you. Now, now, what is your problem? Crying, see them and say, Hey, the people have me go. That is a problem. So, what is faith? Faith is acting on what God has promised you. God says, go. You don't care about your, your, the size of your enemy, the circumstance, prevailing situation. God said, go. Just start going. Just start going. When the Lord told Abraham to move from his father's house and go, he didn't show him where he should go to. But God said, go. Abraham started going. And the Bible said, by faith, he ended up in, in Canaan. We don't even know it was Cana. Hello? The problem is, after God has given you a promise, you are still considering your enemies. Now, can I show you something? How to walk in faith. Now, let's go back to our scripture in the book of uh, um, Romans chapter 4. Go back to Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Now, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So, that is a promise that God gave to Abraham. I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed God. So, Abraham said, oh, father of many nations. If you do, I don't have children. I I believe. Then the Bible says, he believed God who gave life to the dead and called those things which do not exist as though they did. So, so, this God, this God, He's able to give life to the dead. So, whatever He says, He's able to do it. So, He counted God faithful. Then, the Bible say, Who contrary to hope? In hope, believe. Because sometimes <laughs> it is not so easy to believe. Sometimes the thing that will happen to you may be contrary to hope. I'm telling you, doctors have done everything possible. They say, You are the last stage of the cancer. And we give you two weeks to leave. Hmm. What will you do in that circumstance? But I will show you what to do. That's exactly what Abraham did. What did Abraham do? The Bible said, so against all hope, he believed in hope. Who can contra- contra- to hope in hope believe, so that he became you see now, he became the father of many. things were fighting his faith, things were fighting his hope, but he, he contradicted them and he, he hoped he hoped, and then according to, so he became, according to what was spoken, eh, so shall your descendants be uh-huh, continue, then look at then look at the key verse 19 Romans 4 verse 19 is a major key. Now what happened? Romans 4 verse 19 And be not weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. What is he consider? Say it again. Now what you consider will either strengthen your faith or weaken your faith. What you consider Will either strengthen your faith or weaken your faith? So Abraham chose not to consider his body. His body was weak, and God was telling him, "You are going to produce child." He said, "Okay, I refuse to consider my body." So, overlook the circumstance. Nobody is saying there is—it's not a fact that his body is there. Nobody is saying that the prevailing circumstance is not there. What we are saying is that. Overlook the circumstance and consider the promise. Hello, hello. So we don't consider the problem. Say, say with me. We don't consider the problem. Say a man of faith, a woman of faith, does not consider the problem. He considers the promise. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. We are not saying the problem does not exist. We say we don't consider it. They are facts. They are not truth. We don't consider facts. We consider truth. What is truth? Let God alone be the truth and let every man be the liar. So what God tells you is the truth and what circumstances is saying is the fact. We don't believe the fact. We accept the fact that they exist but we believe the truth. Are you understanding? Okay, now. So the Bible says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. And the body is even already dead. It's not that the body is going to die. The body was already dead. You know what is dead? What is dead doesn't have life. It doesn't even move. What is dead doesn't move? (laughs) Can you imagine? If God says you are going to give birth, and nothing moves. How are you going to give birth? So that was why it was against hope. It was contrary to hope. I have my own body. I know I know how many years, the last time my body moved. And now you are telling me I'm going to give birth. So it was against hope. But in hope, he believed in hope. He just decided that I don't care what is happening. God has promised me he has promised he will never fail. So everyone started singing. I will hang on him. I'm holding on, I'm holding him to his promise. I'm holding on to his promise. So what is faith? So you see, you cannot exercise faith without a promise. We cannot exercise faith without a word. We cannot exercise faith without a rumor, without a spoken word. So the Bible said he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. The second thing he did, verse 20, he said he did not waver at the promise of God. So you see, the promise was his focus, not the problem. Not the problem. He considered not the problem. The promise was his focus. So I tell people, when should I stop praying? Pray till you have a witness in your spirit pray till god speaks to you then stop if god said i hear you i will do it stop stop praying just thanking him the rest of the time thank him when you see me praying very hard it's because i want to hear what god is saying about the situation once i hear god say positive don't be afraid i am with you no matter how scary the situation i override it because god has spoken People look at it and say, Pastor, it's dangerous. So God has spoken. Amen. If God said you will not die, and meanwhile, some they say, Hey, you have some virus, you are going to die. Laugh. Time is fast. But next week, I will show you the another dimension of faith. We call it knowing. There was a knowing. That one is higher than the ordinary faith you know. You, that is for fathers. Knowing. There's a realm we call knowing. Knowing kind of faith. When you get there, you, you don't struggle. You don't struggle with the devil. And you don't force the devil to believe you. And you don't even need to argue with him. You even overlook him. You don't don't mind him. You walk over him. But there's a realm you get to in knowing. Before I lay my hands on you, I know that you will be healed. I am not going to think, what about if he doesn't get healed? That's not my problem. That's why there's nobody I lay my hands on who doesn't get healed. Because before I lay my hands on you, I know the demon knows me. So, I'm not going to argue with you and uh, uh, behave as if uh, uh, you also have a say. But that is a higher realm. You must pass the first one before you move to the university. Amen put your hands together what will shake an ordinary believer who is walking in faith cannot cannot shake a man of God or a Christian who has reached the realm of knowing and I'll give you examples of the Bible who got there who walk in that realm of knowing and even though they went through the most trying times they came out successfully and they became victorious because they know there's a realm you must hit to. Amen. So I haven't finished this. Uh so God willing will continue the reality of faith next week. Because there are a lot to share. There's a lot. You didn't come too early today. You didn't come early today. There are a lot to share. Amen. The realm of knowing. The giant, the strong man, the largeness, the wall. Can never be compared to what God has told you. Sometimes as a human being, sometimes you are concerned about some of the things that happen. But that's why we have courage. Courage is the ability to confront fear. It doesn't mean there's no fear. It means you keep going. That's what courage means. Courage means that you know there's fear but you keep moving. And it's an aspect of faith. When God told Joshua to be courageous, it means that there is something that will make you afraid. Anytime God says fear not, it means there is something that will make you afraid. If there is nothing that will make you afraid, God will never say fear not. So, just accept it that there are things in this world that will make you afraid. But then you need courage to keep moving. Amen. Okay. Give Jesus a crap offering. So next week, we'll be looking at the realm of knowing. The realms of knowing. And that's what we'll be looking at next week. Now, let me give you an opportunity to ask two questions. Two questions. If there is any question at all. Two questions. I, I remember it's been, it's been some time now since I gave you opportunity to ask questions. So, two questions. If you have a question, you raise your hand. He will come with you with a microphone. Is there anybody with a question? Okay, it means that it's okay. Okay, somebody behind. Okay. Okay, you can come forward. Yes. Okay, it's come. Okay. You from God. You said. About what you said, I like, asked him praying, so you you uh, you feel or you hear in your spirit that it's okay. What if you feel you are time bound? You are praying, the answer is not coming, and you need to also live and go and do something. How do you go about that one? <laughs> you are time bound so because of that you are, you are on the limit eh? you have a limited time is that what you are saying and then God is not speaking who told you that God is speaking you, you are not hearing God speaks every day but then as a child of God you see the problem the major problem is our ability to hear the voice of God so I've taught here how to hear God's voice how many of you were here when I was teaching how to hear the voice of God it should be easy for you my sheep hears my voice how many of you are sheep of God there are two kinds goats of God and sheep of God how many of you are sheep of God sheep of God Okay. how many of you are goats of God (laughs) okay you should be able to train your spirit to hear you should be able to train your spirit as a child of God train your spirit I've taught you over and over again fellowshipping with god spend time in his presence read the word god speaks god does not speak outside his Word. the scriptures that you have read if, if i say god has not speak outside his Word, i'm not saying i'm saying god has not contradict his Word. god can use many means to speak to you he can use circumstances he can use uh, whatever but one of the basic ways that god speaks to us is through his word You have a lot of scriptures, you've read a lot of scriptures inside you. If God wants to speak to you, he will speak through you through the same scripture. You'll be there, the scripture will come into your conscience, it will come into your mind. God is communicating, he's telling you something. You were not thinking of that scripture before, then suddenly it hits you. God is telling you something. Now God is saying, use that scripture either in prayer or move by faith by the strength of that scripture. Amen. So many, more than 21, 22 um, ways God speaks. You have to learn all of that. But it's still a small voice. I spoke to you about that. The Holy Ghost whispers to you. Amen. Don't miss the teaching service. I'm really surprised most of you are missing the teaching service. I don't know what you are looking for. Some of them are watching TV series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So the reality of God's voice helps in your because the reality of God's voice helps in your feet. Because in, reality... in, feet. Because in Abraham's matter, he actually heard God talking to him that I will make you this and this and this. Now, when he heard God, it's not somebody didn't come and like tell him, or maybe he didn't reform. from He had a relationship with God and he heard God speaking to him, so it boosted that reality of faith that if even I can hear God telling me this, then what what's what can't be done again? So does the voice of God boost faith. Good. You are talking about the spoken word. Fine. But then the Bible you are holding, the Bible says the word of God is active. It's living. It's the same one, to the one you hear. audibly. It's not a dead book. The Bible is not a dead book. It's what? Living and active. And shopper is the same as the one gospel. Oh, my son, my son is the same. Is the same. So don't say that the audible voice, hey, is much powerful than what you are holding in your in the book. If you cannot hear, my son, my son, my son, read the Bible. At least you hear, my son. Forsake not the counsel of your. <laughs> And meditate on what you've heard. Amen. Don't ever think that the Bible have loses its power and the, the audible voice of God is much more superior than the written word of God. No. We are fortunate to have it with us. The problem is you are not reading it. That is a problem. So you cannot identify. You see, if you read the Bible, you know how God speaks. So even when you speak audibly, you know. If you don't have the Bible inside you, when God speaks, you will run away. You, because it will be like a thunder. You think it's a devil who is coming to swallow you up. You run away. Because you don't even know how he speaks. It will be noise to you. His word inside you confirms what you hear in your ears. So study the word of God. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. And then it will be easy for you to hear when the Holy Ghost is speaking. The Holy Spirit speaks with the familiar language. The word of God. Amen. Amen. Okay, put your hands together for the Lord again. I want us to be on our feet right now. We are just praying a simple prayer. Lord, open my ears to hear your voice. Lord, open my ears to hear your voice. Give me the ability to walk in faith. Two kinds of prayer. Lord, open my ears to hear the voice, your voice. When you speak, and give me the ability to walk in faith. I want you to open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth. Open your mouth.
0: Open your mouth. mouth. (laughs) baka ba yanda la bala ba yanda lebe ba ma la branda la ba yanda la bala ba ka ba yanda ikanda la brande lebe ba ma la branda la bala ba kanda li brande ba la bala ba yanda bala ba la ba ba la branda la ba la ikanda la ba la ba bala ba Brandalabalaba, la bala mahanda la ba yanda li branda la bala ba ka ba maruka da mahanda la ba ma kwanda li ba ka ba yanda la ba ma la ba la branda la ba mahanda la la branda ba branda yanda branda yanda branda branda la branda, yandala branda, yandala branda, in the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to thank God for the word that you have heard tonight. It's a privilege to hear such a powerful word. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the Father for this privilege that he has given unto us tonight to hear this powerful word. Come on, just lift up your voice and begin to thank him. Father, we bless you. We bless you, Lord. We hallowed your name, O God. We thank you, Daddy, O God, for this privilege O God, that you have given unto us, O God, to hear your word tonight. We ask, O God, the Father, grace, O God, to live by the word. Grace to live by the word. Today is to walk according to the word. Father, grace, O God, to practice, O God, that which we have had tonight. uh, Release the grace upon our life tonight. In the name of Jesus' name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Come on, shout the believing Amen unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Amen. I think the next, Daddy, please, next week we are starting our fasting and prayer time. So we will come after we have ended.